0: For entrepreneurs and small business owners, there are no shortage of complex business challenges that require innovative problem solving. And among them, growing your small business, no matter its size or success, often presents unique challenges and unintended consequences. Insodium Podcast with host Renee Walker provides actionable small business growth, branding, marketing, and client development strategies. Delivered through a mix of influencer and thought leader interviews and inspirational stories designed to educate, engage, and empower.
1: Hey everybody, this is Renee Walker. I'm so glad you hit the play button as we have another information-packed episode for you. Today we delve into marketing strategies that will help you uniquely position your company, products, and services to win more business. As discussed in the most recent podcast, the terms sales and marketing are often used interchangeably. However, these vital functions provide very different, and let me emphasize, equally important contributions to your company or organization. They're, in fact, the yin and yang that cultivate customers, generate sales, and serves as the fuel for your company. Now, look, I realize marketing can be a daunting challenge. There are so many conflicting recommendations and the landscape seems to evolve daily with new digital and social media platforms. And as if that's not enough, there are the issues of what to say, how to say it, where to say it, and who should hear it. Marketing is and should be viewed as a critical investment for the financial success of your business, period. Marketing is not optional, it is imperative. Believe it or not, you will spend significantly more money if you don't commit to a strategic marketing communications plan that will help you win customers, increase your sales, and create buzz about your products or services. As a business owner, a solopreneur, or an executive, having a crystal clear understanding of the marketing function is extremely important to generate your desired revenue and profits. Let's begin with a brief review of the definition of marketing. The core marketing function is to generate purchase-ready and qualified leads for the sales team. Once your lead or prospect becomes a customer, marketing continues to cultivate them into brand ambassadors. So in a nutshell, the key marketing function is lead generation. Marketing is responsible for building awareness of your products and services for attracting prospective customers and for cultivating those prospective customers or prospects into qualified leads for the sales team or your process if you are a solopreneur. There are so many myths and misconceptions of marketing that quite frankly keep many business owners from engaging. Let's examine a few of my personal favorites. So marketing is just too doggone expensive and is ineffective to boot. Marketing requires too much time. This is a low priority that just keeps getting lower and lower on your priority to-do list. The marketplace is just too crowded, so differentiation is impossible. My competitors have deeper pockets, bigger staffs, and more experience. What do you expect me to do? And then finally, A website is a static communication tool and there's absolutely no reason it should be mobile friendly and responsive. I mean, that just isn't required, right? So let's start from the top. Marketing can be an extraordinarily expensive proposition if you're throwing spaghetti at the wall because the cleanup cost takes a lot of time and effort and extra money. It can be ineffective if you don't have a strategic approach Marketing requires too much time. I'll admit the initial investment of time is going to be more than a little bit. However, on the back end, you're not only going to gain more efficiencies and more customers and business opportunities, so it's well worth the investment up front. The marketplace is too crowded, so differentiation is not possible. So why again did you go into business? Okay, look, your competitors likely have deeper pockets, bigger staffs, and yes, even more experience. They're also likely to service larger customers within the segment that you are interested in gaining traction in. So you have every opportunity to find your unique niche that matches your level of business development at this point. You also have every opportunity to continue to grow your business. So that shouldn't be a deterrent for you to market and to get in the game. And finally, absolutely, your website, if you hear nothing else I say on this episode, your website is your single most important strategic marketing tool. It is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you are not using your website as a strategic marketing tool, you're missing a great opportunity to get more business. And of course, we should absolutely in today's society, with everyone carrying the equivalent of a desktop computer with them all day, your website should be made mobile, enabled, optimized and responsive, For smartphones and tablets. Now let's review a few common marketing missteps. First, the lack of research and segmentation. Oftentimes, marketing communications and sales materials are developed from one perspective that is supposed to speak to all of your customer opportunities. So Research enables you to get a better understanding of what the opportunities and challenges or pain points are based on the segment that you're most interested in trying to attract as customers. And that's an absolute fit for what you provide in terms of products and services. So in a nutshell, you're looking for your ideal customer segment that makes sense, so low-hanging fruit. Second, a lot of small business owners have the misstep of auditioning for the opportunity, particularly when they're going after business with a company that's significantly larger than they are. So you show up and you're really auditioning, you're not ready for prime time. And as a result, they don't feel confident that you can deliver for them and help to contribute to their overall success. So you miss out on the opportunity. I mentioned a moment ago, segmentation. Segmentation is the secret sauce that enables your marketing communications and your sales materials to actually be effective. Oftentimes, you're trying to communicate to a vast audience when you need to break it down into smaller chunks and communicate directly to whatever their opportunities or pain points, challenges are. And finally, risk-reward, right? So particularly when you're dealing with a larger organization that you want to have as a customer, or if you're new into the market, you want to take away any risk that they might experience. So you want to show up ready. You want to make sure that they feel confident and that you convey that you understand their industry, their business, their um, goals, and You want to make sure that you're having that conversation from their perspective, not yours. It's really, really critically important that you help them see you as the right solution. Here's a recap of purchase decision drivers. We actually covered it in pretty good detail and perfect Pitch, Keys to Winning More Business Podcast. So if you'd like more information or a more thorough introduction, feel free to check that out by all means. Today, we're going to do a real quick recap. So one, uh, the problem recognition stage begins the entire purchase process, whether you're personally a consumer or whether you're in business. So even if you're a B to C business to consumer or B2B, business-to-business enterprise, there is some recognition that there's a difference between the real and desired state, which means, for example, you know, those individuals that just absolutely have to have the new iPhone every time one hits the marketplace, even though the one they have is perfectly good, that's the difference between real and desired state. Um, So secondly, once you have this desire, whether it's an opportunity or a challenge or a pain point you're trying to address, whether you're, again, business to consumer or business to business enterprise, someone seeking solutions to help them. So they're information gathering without any regard at this point to pricing features or any other considerations, they really are just taking a snapshot of the, uh, solutions and, and services or products that might be able to address whatever the need is. Then the third step is where the evaluation of those solutions take place. You start to compare options. Um, you want to see if, um, you know, there's a particular value that would uh, help you be more successful. Um, you start to make some uh, decisions and want to start to sort of filter through Uh, to get to a smaller group that might make sense for you to take a look at. And then ultimately you make um, an option to purchase. So you select the option that satisfies both your value and your need. And then finally, the fifth step is once you've made the purchase, you reevaluate the purchase to see if the performance um, versus the expectations kind of where that falls out. Purchase decision drivers, when you understand them for your particular customer segment, provide a roadmap on how you should communicate throughout the process. Oftentimes, marketing materials and sales materials are geared towards step number four, the actual purchase. However, you miss the opportunity to really engage the prospect when they're seeking solutions to help educate them on options, on the marketplace, on the industry, on new trends, which will differentiate not only your products and services, but your company as well. So remember, you want to be able to communicate the information they need at the point that they need it, not when you think they should have. Let's now translate the purchase decision drivers into a real world example. So for those who are pursuing or who would like to obtain business from a significantly larger company or corporation, here's some need to know information on the internal purchase decision drivers, also known in the corporate world as the strategic sourcing process. So same five steps, First, there's a need identification, meaning that a department has determined that they have a need to address an opportunity, a pain point, or a challenge. And they will work with the purchasing department to come up with a needs assessment and to develop the initial requirements. The second step is assess the supply market. So there, they're going to check their database. They're going to do a Um, a request for information or a request for quote, and then they're going to develop their supplier listing. Then they're going to create what's known as a sourcing strategy. So the sourcing strategy basically turns into the request for proposals. If you don't participate in the request for information and or request for a quote, then you're not going to receive the uh, request for proposals. Once those are submitted, it's a competitive bid process. Therefore, they will evaluate them based on either a scorecard or some other um, internal analysis process, and then they will recommend vendors. Finally, they're going to select a supplier, award the contract. Hopefully, you've positioned yourself as a preferred vendor or a strategic partner rather than a commodity vendor, and you win the business. So how can you effectively market to your ideal customer segment? In our practice, we often remind clients that their marketing and sales communications are not, I'll say again, are not about them, ever. It's really not about them. I know this is very counterintuitive, but it is absolutely true. Take a look at your current customer communications. Do they focus on your capabilities, services, products, or solutions? Do they include information about your customer segment or your contribution toward their success? If not, they absolutely should. The end game for your marketing communications is to convey your value in a voice that resonates and is presented through a visual identity that reinforces your brand promise. So the three key components of your customer communications is value, voice, and visual identity. How you convey that information, there's a four-step process. First, you canvas the challenges and opportunities for the industry or ideal customer segment that you're interested in marketing to. You make a commitment based on your solutions and services in terms of contributions that they will make to that ideal customer segment. You provide your credentials or proof points that demonstrate how you have successfully helped other companies or organizations, even if it's in a different industry, but is translatable to the industry that you're currently pursuing. And finally, you want to have a conversion or a call to action with every communication. When creating your communications, work with a seasoned graphic designer and a great writer. This is not the time for a do it yourself project. Just because all computers have graphic design tools and spell check, you shouldn't design your communications unless it's well within your wheelhouse. And even then, you should absolutely, if you write your own copy, hire an editor to ensure that it is conveying what you intended. Most communications focus on processes, features, or benefits. They should lead with outcomes, which are impact or results. So you want to make sure that your communications are focused on the impact and or results that your solutions, products, and services contribute to your ideal customer segment. Now, I'd like to share the takeaways from today's episode. Marketing is an investment, it is not an expense. Without marketing, your ideal customers will not find you to purchase your fabulous products, services, or solutions. Remember, your marketing communications are never about you. If you lead with your capabilities and customer nameplates for credibility, you are placing unnecessary obstacles to closing the deal. Segmentation is critically important as a one-size-fits-all approach will not yield the desired results. While there are an abundance of social, digital, paid, owned, and even earned communication opportunities, use the channels that will put your messages in front of your ideal customers best. Look for opportunities to share your expertise on business committees and leverage your business memberships by serving in a leadership capacity, by requesting profiles in the publications or on the websites of these associations, and by sharing company news and information along with any key milestones. Thank you for joining me for today's Insightian podcast. I hope you found today's podcast informative, insightful, or inspirational. Visit insightian.com, the hub for small business growth strategies, for additional resources. And be sure to join us next Thursday for another Insightian podcast to help you grow your small business. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, or your favorite mobile app. You can also follow me on Twitter at RWSpeaks and subscribe to the Insightium boardroom at Insightium.com to receive exclusive information, tips, and tools. All links are in the show notes. Until next time, be bold, aim high, and play hard.
0: Thanks for listening to the Insidium Podcast today. To keep moving forward in your business and your entrepreneurial career, grab the show notes, check out resources, and catch up on any missed episodes at Insidium.com now. This has been a Renee Walker and Associates production. Join us next time for another edition of the Insidium Podcast.